Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of In Case You Missed It from the Insider Network. My name is James and if you are listening to this on YouTube, please subscribe, leave a like. Um, if you're listening to this on Spotify, Stitcher or Apple Podcasts, go and do the same. Go and follow us on YouTube as well. Sometimes we have content that's only put out on there. Um, and we have some older content, some which I'm going to reference in this video that's just on YouTube. So please go and subscribe on there. Um, or if you want to listen to us when you're out and about, go and check us out on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify or Stitcher. Go and subscribe and maybe listen on there. A little bit of an easier way sometimes to listen to a podcast. Um, as you may have noted, there was no episode last week. Um, schedules just didn't work out. Um, I tend to sometimes work evenings and nights and that just means that I can't always get an episode out that day. Um, depending on my shift pattern. Um, it was also a slow week for news anyway, as was this week, but putting the two weeks together kind of made it so there's enough for an episode. Um, so as always, I'm going to start with trailers. Um, the trailers being, we got a second trailer for Cats. Um, obviously much talked about the first trailer when we got to see the first look of it, kind of stole Comic-Con a little bit the weekend that it was released. Um... And I think there's a lot of excitement about it. It seems like we're getting a musical every year around Christmas now. Um, it makes sense. The families will go and watch this. You look at what The Greatest Showman did the other year. I think it's going to be a similar sort of thing. I know we've also got um, West Side Story next year. Um, so it's a sex successful time for um, musicals. So it makes sense that this is going to... And I think this is going to do well at the box office, even against... Uh, Star Wars, I think people will watch both. I think purely intrigue is going to get them, and obviously dim different demographics will watch them anyway. Um, as far as the trailer goes, I think it's a really bad trailer. Um, none of the jokes in there work for me. I don't think it's particularly well edited. Um, some of the lines, the dialogue that you get in there just felt out of place and felt weirdly put in, um, weirdly timed. Particularly Jason Derulo, some of Jason Derulo stuff felt odd. Um, so, I, again, you get a little bit more story if you don't know the story of cats. Go and check this one out. Um, but also, just go and check it out to see how not to make a trailer. It just really didn't sell me. And if um, if it wasn't for the weirdness looking of it and it being a known property, I think it would really struggle. And I think people would be really put off by it. But the fact it's a musical, the fact that people know of the production itself, I think, really lends to it, and what is the intrigue around this film, anyway? Um, it's a really big. I really don't like the trailer at all. Um, yeah, I, I am still going to check it out. As I said, there's the intrigue of it, and just to see what it looks like. This CG for an entire film, um, I'm purely intrigued on that. Otherwise, I don't know if I would watch it I'd, I like to watch Star Wars quite a few times so um, as much as I want to see everything it would be difficult if I wasn't in a, was in a different situation where I wasn't able to watch everything that comes out um, the going from cats to dogs the second the trailer that we're going to briefly talk about is the trailer for Core of the Wild a Disney movie starring Harrison Ford or well, 20th Century Fox movie obviously now a Disney movie anyway um, starring Harrison Ford playing Harrison Ford type that, that's all he seems to do nowadays um, he played a dog in uh, Secret Life of Pets 2 um, 
And I remember myself and Tommy watching that film for uh, what a couple of reasons, but um, Harrison Ford does play the a dog in that very uh, similar to himself. It felt like he didn't have to do much, like a grumpy old dog, and that that's what he plays in that. And then he's playing a similar sort of character in this, a grumpy old man teaming up with a dog. Um. It's apparently a known novel, a, a legendary novel, it says in the trailer. I've never heard of it till now. This trailer doesn't particularly grab me. You kind of always get these um, films where they insert animals that will help save the day. They obviously do well enough. Um, I think of like the Snow Dogs type of films. Um, that's the last one that comes to mind. And I don't know, I just don't know particularly... I don't think there's enough in there. It looks, it sort of looks interesting. It looks more like a, a Disney Plus type movie rather than, uh, a, yeah, a streaming movie rather than a cinema film. And I don't think people will go to. I don't think it'll do particularly well at the box office. Although I can't imagine it had a massive budget. Um, it the, it does give some story away. I think it's interesting. Um. But I, I don't know if there's an... I think it focuses too much on the dog for me. We'll wait and see what the next trailer brings. If it... A little bit more of Harrison Ford's perspective. Um, I thought, but I know for a lot of... Particularly a younger audience... The dog will be the selling point of the film. So it makes sense to kind of lead with that to start with. Um, it's a no for me. Not as strong as a no. For, there's the cat's one. But uh, I'm still very unsure on the film. The next trailer we got was for a uh, new version of Emma, a Jane Austen novel. Um, people would more likely recognise the story of from when it was adapted into Clueless. Um, a fact I learned while I was at uni, so I did learn something at university. Um, it looks interesting. This is it's a really short trailer, actually. Um, starring Anya Taylor-Joy, um, Bill Nighy. And a few, it looks like quite a British cast, um, and it looks interesting actually. I, I like some of the shots in there, cinematography-wise. It looks interesting. It looks, um, script looks interesting. But again, it kind of gets to this sort of time of year. I, I think it's got a release date of later this month. Now that we're in December, um, so I I do wonder why. Um, it might just have a big budget, uh, marketing-wise. So, um, it's interesting. Um, I ha again, I hadn't heard about it until I saw the trailer for this, and that just me just means it's not going to stand out. And it's interesting because I think there's been a few films starring Annie Taylor Joy that have gone under the radar and not had big budgets. So she makes interesting choices, whether big budget or not. Um, I think it it does look interesting. Uh, I again, I'll always try and check out any of these films anyway. Um, but out of those, the the three trailers so far, this is I'm gonna give it a yes. I'm in, interested enough. I don't. Uh, I've obviously seen Clueless, but I've never watched Emma itself, a version of the this story. Um, so I'm interested to check it out from that point of view and get the more typical Jane Austen time. Uh, story so it's a yes for me for for 
the trailer for Emma. Um, next one isn't necessarily a trailer, it's a, just a teaser. They came out late last night. Um, checking my phone this morning, it was the first thing that I saw. A teaser trailer for No Time to Die, the Bond 25 film. Um, we now have a confirmed release date for the trailer, which will be on Wednesday. Um, so not too long to wait until we get that one. Obviously, uh, I think it's a March, April era release for it. So I'm really looking forward to that. There'll be a big one that we'll talk about on next week's episode of In Case You Missed It. Um, I also think it's uh, Brazil Comic Con next week. And we know that Marvel often go to that. And I think Kevin Feige is confirmed to appear at that. So we might also get some Marvel announcements while we're there. As well as potentially a Black Widow trailer. Um... So keep an eye out for those. That won't be until next weekend, though. So this week's headlines. Um, start off, or the last two weeks' headlines, even. Because um, the next one's kind of a little bit of a non-sort of story. We had um, conflicting reports about Joker getting a sequel or not getting a sequel. Um, I think it was Hollywood Reporter first came out saying that there was going to be a sequel and there's also going to be a universe of DC villain films. Um... And then conflicting reports from other big outlets saying that, no, there isn't going to be one. There's going to be no universe either. Um, just interesting. You don't typically see this from big um, big companies like The Hollywood Reporter and Variety coming out with different stuff. You tend to see them on the same sort of wavelength just because they're the big ones. Um, and normally typically end up um, like uh, building off each other, really. Um, so it's interesting that the, the this is kind of said with the fact that it's crossed a billion is obviously means that it's definitely probably being talked about and I imagine uh, well both a sequel for Joker and a universe of villain films um, so it kind of makes sense to me um, as far as what I would want to see I don't particularly want to see a sequel to Joker I don't think it's needed I don't think it's necessary I don't know what story you'd tell um, I'm sure if Tommy were here, he'd make some joke about it being like them doing Goodfellas, a different Martin Scorsese film with the Joker instead. Um, uh, a universe of villain films, I think that's got a little bit more potential and something I would rather see. Um, I imagine they'll probably go with Lex Luthor just because he's the next biggest name. Um, obviously, you've got Harley Quinn stuff already in the works um, with a different side of DC. Um, so I think Luther would make sense I don't know what sort of side you'd go with that we're going to talk a little bit more DC news um, later on in the show um, so we'll get to perhaps some other DC ideas that there would I think I'd rather see there's a lot of Batman villains I think would work I think a Rachel Ghoul film would be very interesting I think a Mr. Freeze film would be very interesting I think uh, Clayface would be interesting. I think Poison Ivy would work in today's world. I think, I think there's a lot of really interesting characters there, and I, I think that speaks to a credit as to what DC tends to arguably have over Marvel, the stronger villains, um, aside uh, like the Spider-Man villains, which um, uh, are always pretty strong as well. Um, so we'll have to wait and see as to what a confirmation is. Uh, I imagine a lot of the audience who went and watched Joker will um, want to see what's good another one um, see Joaquin Phoenix do another I don't know whether he would the reason he didn't sign on to 
Doctor Strange was um, because he didn't want to be in all these different Marvel films and have all these sequels and be tied down to do this. So, um, But whether it's more of a to the trilogy sort of thing um, he'd be more interested in than rather having to be in a trilogy of films and then an Avengers film and then another film but a TV show or something like that. I think he probably would prefer to do just a straight trilogy. Um, but he's a great actor. I'll watch anything. Walking Phoenix. If there's an interesting story there, then sure. I just don't want it to be uh, what Hollywood tends to do at the moment, which is just put out a film just for the sake of it. Um, I do get why they, they're definitely talking about it, but I don't want... Something like Frozen is a good example. They could have very easily capitalized that um, and tried to get out a sequel straight away. Um, but they didn't. They waited, what, six, seven years, and they've got a really solid sequel out at the moment. Um, they're waiting for the find the right story to tell. Obviously, animation also takes a little bit longer as well. Um, but you see a lot of animation. They just turn them out quickly just because they've already got a story on the go and... They're rushing this story just because it made a little bit of money. Um, uh, as as Hollywood does in general, I, I don't want that, especially from something um, that has gone on to do so well uh, critically as well as um, with audience reactions. Um, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I don't think we're going to get an announcement anytime soon, probably. I think DC are trying to work out everything else that's going on. Um Star Trek 4 has been spoken about a little bit. We did a video on um, what potentially we'd want to see from a Quentin Tarantino Star Trek quite a while ago now in August. Um, so go and check that out if that's on our YouTube. Um, but the Star Trek Beyond I really enjoyed. Um, and there was talk after that about Hemsworth coming back who plays Chris Pine's character. Uh, character's father even. Um, and then it kind of got shelved for a bit and now we know that Noah Hawley is coming on to direct producer of Fargo um, Legion Lucy in the Sky there's this only film so far which hasn't done very well um, but he's got a proven track record with the likes of Fargo and Legion um, so I think it's still an interesting choice um as I said with the Joker, if there's an interesting story with it, which there definitely is, there is. I really want to see more Star Trek films. Um, being a sci big sci-fi person, I'm always going to say that about any Star Trek property, uh, sci-fi property. Um, he seems like a talented man from his works. Really interesting stuff there. Um, I haven't watched Vargo, but I've watched Legion, and I think it's really well made. And um, I'm definitely interested to see more Star Trek, um, whether it's with Hemsworth and that uh, time travel story that they kind of spoke about there potentially being for the fourth one. We don't know. It's probably too soon to find out. Um, but obviously Star Trek's having a new life with um, Picard coming soon and the TV show is doing well. Um, so yeah, I'm interested. I'm, I'm, I, I really recommend I know a lot of people that didn't watch Star Trek Beyond just because they didn't like Into Darkness, but I really recommend it. I thought it... Um, Yes, it's the second best out of the new trilogy, but the first one's great. The uh, Into Darkness, not so great. Beyond, really, really good. Really, lots of fun. Um, and should have won best makeup over Suicide Squad, but we don't need to talk about that. 
Um, the next bit of news we got was uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, a biopic is in the work um, about him. Um, not a particular surprise given the success of Bohemian Rhapsody. It's going to be made by the same people. Um, but this also then brings up the question of um, what's the film going to be about? There's obviously um, so many interesting areas to go in through Michael Jackson's life. I know someone, uh, I can't remember what show it was on. I think it might have been on Collider Live. Someone mentioned, uh, I think it was actually someone who called in, said about it being a, a Steve Jobs-esque film where you do three stories um, at three moments in his life. And I think that would be really interesting and really work instead of just doing the typical Bohemian Rhapsody thing where it's just the songs and just the music. Because there's so much going on that went on in Michael Jackson's life. Obviously, the controversies um all of everything i think there's so much to touch and that's what worries me and there's a lot of, what a lot of people were unhappy about about bohemian rhapsody didn't touch any of those controversies um and but there's something that rocket man did very well it didn't it didn't shy away from that i think that's was some of the perks of elton john still being around he was able to be like no i want this all in i want everything i want people to see who I really am and how I got to where he is and I think people really respected that about the film and why it did so well critically and with audiences I think people really really enjoyed it um uh and yeah with the the people that did Bohemian Rhapsody doing this I, I do worry that it's just gonna be generic for a similar sort of formula and not touch on anything particularly controversial and I think it has to touch on it at least a little bit um, at least make reference to it. I think it, they'd find it really difficult to not do that, and I think they'd get a lot of backlash for doing that. Um, so yeah, we'll have to wait and see. It. Uh, I'm interested to see who who wants to take on this role. I think it's a really difficult role, um, to play. Um, and they'll probably want to get someone with uh not a big name. I, I'd actually much rather that get someone not well known and give them this chance to make a name for themselves playing the what no matter what you think of him Michael Jackson was one of the biggest stars of, of all time and um, yeah it's a big role lots of pressure on whoever's going to do it um, but and we'll wait and see we'll wait and see um, the last headline before we go into all the DC news that we got which was quite a lot um, was that Elizabeth Banks will direct and star in Invisible Woman. The Dark Universe is back. Um, she obviously directed, um, was in headlines this week because of Charlie's Angels coming out. Um, and then slated audiences that men don't want to watch female-led heroes, which I, I think is completely untrue. I have watched Charlie's Angels. I don't think it's particularly well-directed, edited, um, well-written. It felt like another forced uh, sequel that Hollywood likes to know that I spoke about earlier. Um, but I do like Elizabeth Banks. I think she has definitely got talent. Um, I don't know whether Charlie's Angels should have been the film for her. Um, I'm also really interested in what they're doing with the Dark Universe. We've got Dexter Fletcher doing something with uh, Dracula, I believe. We've got Paul Feig's monster army film. And now this. Um, so it seems they're going for a more light-hearted thing. Probably more in the vein of the MCU. 
rather than trying what they did with the mummy and Dracula Untold, which didn't work. And that's not the lesson that I think I'd take away from the mummy's failings. Um, I, I don't know what I'd take away. I don't think it was as bad as everyone else made it out to be. Um, I'm really interested to... Uh, um, this is the one out of the three movies that I mentioned that I'm most worried about now, to be honest. Um, I just don't know if... I don't want her to star in it. I'd be fine with her directing it, to be honest. Um, but I think for her to star in it is a massive gamble as well. And I'd r much rather she just focused all her time on directing. I don't think some of her scenes, particularly in Charlie's Angels, worked. For me, um, perhaps that was part of her contract that she had to had to star in it as well. Um, I really don't know. Um, uh, I I'm still very interested in Dark Universe. I've been I've I think I've said it many times on the show. I'm a big fan of these sort of monster old school monster movies, and I'd like to, definitely like to see it. I was definitely intrigued. I was probably someone who was one of the people who was most looking forward to the dark universe and everything that they had planned for that um so i'm glad that that didn't move forward um and yeah we'll just wait and see we've obviously got the invisible man um done by lee Winnell, which i spoke about on the last in case you missed it i believe the trailer for that um so it's obviously going to be something completely separate now um let's uh go on to our last headline lots of dc news um, to talk about um, a report from Variety came out during the week of lots of DC news and what the, the future is the plans for Superman, Green Lantern and R-rated movies we've got confirmation that Birds of Prey will be R-rated um, you also got Wonder Woman 1984 coming out next year, I'm not expecting a trailer for that anytime soon we got confirmation this week of John Turturro playing Falcone um, in uh, the Batman, another casting there, another great casting. Um, some other news that we got was the confirmation that there was rumors a while ago that Michael B. Jordan was in talks to be Superman. Yeah, we got kind of confirmation that talks did happen between Warner Brothers and Michael B. Jordan about the character, as well as talks between Warner Brothers and J.J. Abrams, obviously the director of. The Force Awakens, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Um, he obviously his company, I believe, now is at a deal with Warner Brothers. Um, and they they spoke to J.J. Abrams. I, th I believe he had a Superman script uh, going around quite a while ago now. Um, and whether they're going to bring him on board for a Man Steel sequel, I'd I'd be interested in that. Henry Cavill's quite made it quite clear that he is not done with the character and wants to continue portraying the character. So I think there's definitely story there, um, which I'm definitely interested in and I would really like to see. I think Henry Cavill's a great Superman. Uh, I just don't think he's had the right film for that character yet. Um, I don't know what um this DC universe future holds at all. Um, as far as Michael B. Jordan playing the character, I think it would have been interesting. I don't necessarily see him as a Superman. I see him more of a, as a Batman type of person. I think he'd be able to do a Batman better than he would a Superman. Um, 
just because I see him more as someone who could do the both sides of uh, the Bruce Wayne, the Batman side. I think he could do that really, really well. Um, and I think you see aspects of that in Black Panther and um, uh, obviously as Killmonger. And I think, I don't know, to me that just makes so much more sense. Um, I'd, uh, skin color isn't anything to do. I've, I've often said that I think Michael B. Jordan was perfect casting for Human Torch in um, Fan 4 Stick. Um, and I'm glad that he didn't. He doesn't have a bigger role in the MCU. Obviously, come on, a big villain and arguably one of the better villains that we've had in the MCU. Um, I'm disappointed that we're not gonna see more of him. I'm, I would have liked to have seen him play portray a hero, and um, we obviously know that he's gonna return um, as a voice cast in What If. Um, there's also been talks about whether he's gonna be in the sequel, uh, Black Panther Two or not. Um, we'll have to wait and see for confirmation of that. We've got a couple of years, um, uh, and till Black Panther two. Um, but again, maybe we'll get some more news on that next week. Um, as they didn't talk about it much at D twenty three. Um, some other news from this article was um, Green Lantern uh, movie still in the works. Um, that potentially going to Bad Robot, J J Abrams company. Um, he's obviously done a lot of sci fi. So it kind of makes sense to put JJ under uh, potentially doing that. It makes a lot of sense to me. I'd I'd be more than okay with that. We've got reports that they're also going to do a TV show of that a couple of weeks ago. Um, so that's really interesting. Um, I, I'm glad to see that DC have got all these plans together. It looks like they're finally getting that structure that we wanted. Um, and it l- looked like they didn't have that plan. Um, so I'm really glad that the moving forward to this as i said r-rated um birds of prey i think they're going to continue to do that obviously having big success with joker as i spoke about already um and i think they're going to continue to do more of that i think we've got confirmation that suicide squad um james gunn's suicide squad i think is going to be r-rated as well um the only other particular thing we got was that uh, the flash won't be shooting until 2021 i believe um, until after Ezra Miller has finished work on the next Fantastic Beasts, which um, makes sense to me. I think Warner Brothers priority probably is a little bit more Fantastic Beasts for Ezra Miller, just because um, I think they also just want to get this Fantastic Beasts universe done with, this trilogy done with. Um, and then DC can f- focus on other things. They've got big plans. Obviously, next year you've got Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman, and then year after that, Batman. Um. Yeah, they. That's kind of it for the news. Not that's it. More more news, but not a great deal. Obviously, Thanksgiving this week, so not uh, a little bit quieter. Um, one thing I am gonna say is that there's obviously a lot of Star Wars teasers out. They're putting little TV spots out now. So if you want to avoid spoilers for that, start being careful. Maybe unfollow some pages. Um. Uh. Uh, I particularly stay off Reddit, <laughs> any Reddit at all. Um, you're running a risk of getting a spoiled. I think I've had one thing spoiled for me particularly. Um, we're now just a couple of weeks away from that, so uh, you can 
quite calmly stay off the internet. You haven't got anything particularly to worry about. Uh, let's look at box office. Um, uh, quite a few films. Um, uh, we didn't speak about last time uh, that when Frozen came out and um, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, I believe, came out as well the week before. Um, the box office this week was uh, Queen and Slim. Coming in at number 5 with 11.7 million. A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood um, with 11.8 million in 4th place. So just being Queen and Slim. Uh, Ford Trices Ferrari continuing to do solid numbers with 13.2 million. Dropping from 2nd place. Um, coming in at in 2nd place uh, in its first weekend. Knives Out with 27 million. Really good word of mouth for that. Um, I recommend going and checking it out. Uh, no surprise, staying at number one with a big 85.25 million um, in the domestic box office, taking its domestic to nearly 300 uh, million already, which is quite incredible worldwide. Um, it's only about 250 million off uh, a billion already, which is crazy. When it's obviously had a huge opening. Uh, secondly, no surprise that it's continued to do well. And I don't think anyone's not going to predict that it won't cross a billion as well. Uh, another huge win for Disney. Uh, just got to check what, what's out this week. I think it's a little bit of a quieter one. I think you've got some previews of Jumanji, perhaps. Um, Playmobil the movie is coming out in America. I thought they'd already had that. We got it quite a while ago in the UK. I think we got it around August. Um but that that's the only big one. The Aeronauts one that uh, is something I've seen already. Um, nothing particularly big. So it's going to be a quieter weekend next weekend. Um, and then after the week after is when you got some big ones. You got Jumanji, Rich Jewel, Black Christmas, Bombshell, Uncut Gems, um, and obviously the week after that, Star Wars and Cats, the big ones. Um, and that's it for this week's show. As I said at the top. Uh, follow us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. If you're listening to us, you're listening to us on one of those. So what, why not check us out on one of the others? See if there's any difference. There might be. Um, uh, follow us on Facebook to get some your keep up to date with trailers and film news. Let us know what you think of that. Um, same on uh, Instagram. We're also on there and Twitter as well. Um, you can tweet at me, Floodgate28. Feel free to tweet at Tommy. Um, any questions you might have, he might he will give some thoughts on any of the topics that we've discussed and any topics we've discussed during the this episode. Um, and keep an eye out for that James Bond trailer during the week. Keep an eye out for any Marvel news that might come out next weekend. Um, and we will see you then. And I look forward to talking about those next week. Thank you. Goodbye.